0: Hello everyone and welcome to Worth the Calories. I'm Matthew Vose.
1: And I'm Catherine Vose.
0: So we have just watched the Great British Bake Off 2018 series finale. We final? Have. Final? Finale? Final. It's a competition, it's a final.
1: Finale sounds more grandiose and cakey though.
0: Yeah, I th- well I think finale if it's like a narrative and now for the finale, but it's a final because it's a competition. So it's an, an event. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't oh. know. And that was a travesty. I think all of that was a travesty. I think it was a travesty. Not the winner. I think the challenges.
1: They weren't. They weren't the best challenges, were they?
0: I think any one of these challenges on any other week. Ah, fine. I'd be an, annoyed about the technical challenge particularly, which we'll come to. Mm. But they're not great challenges. They,
1: they didn't feel particularly finale esque.
0: Yeah, they didn't. There wasn't a lot in them that seem to be taxing from what we saw. I know that... No, that's not fair. They all had very complicated elements and very technical, difficult things that they pulled off well because they're excellent bakers. But it feels a very far cry from create this impressive cake thing, this different style of cake that you've done before, something complex and...
1: I'm just trying to think what they've done for the showstopper in other finals. And and, and I'm feeling that actually... It, it's been more about producing a feast and doing a variety of things rather than producing a gimmick.
0: Yeah. So the final last year was uh, different types of bread. So spelt, spelt and rye. I've got sweet chocolate breads. The technical was ginger biscuits. And the showstopper was a large entremé.
1: What's that? <laughs> Clearly clearly, it stayed with me.
0: <laughs> I can't remember what an entremet is. A, a small dish served between courses or simply a dessert. According to this, in, in French cuisine. Okay. Uh, and we had a yin-yang yin entremet, an ode to the honeybee entremet, and a white chocolate yuzu and lychee entremet. But each of those were interesting things. I yeah. think ginger biscuits particularly mm. give you a wide spectrum to test it on. But you're not testing them on, here's new equipment to bake with, and we're going to test you on how you use that equipment. Yes. Season sevens was meringue crowns, was a Victoria sandwich with no recipe.
1: Nice. I do remember
0: that. That was quite good. And then picnics. So do several different things. I think they had to do, they did maybe some pies and some sandwiches and pasties or something along yeah. those lines. Uh, let's just go one more back. Let's just go one more back. Episode 10 was 16 ice buns, some Milfoy and classic British cakes. So it was uh, simple versions of things they'd done elsewhere, or, or they might have done as other things, but now you have to do them to, to a professional standard. Mm. Great. Yeah. A landscape that is immaculately designed and a feast for everything, for all the senses.
1: That you've got to produce in four and a half hours.
0: Yeah. Well, well, that's not too dissimilar to the biscuit selfie in the first round.
1: And that's, that's what I'm feeling. I, like, I feel that um, perhaps someone else, they've got a new person in the production team to design the challenges. But there was a little bit much of the gimmicks for me this season. I, I,
0: yeah, I fully agree. And Donuts as well. I, I, I think Donuts is probably the one that's okay. Yeah. And... Except just with two others that are problematic. I just go, Ugh.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, the donuts didn't bother me so much, apart from the fact that I don't like donuts, and <laughs> and it meant they had to use a deep fat fryer instead of the oven. But that that's I could have lived with it. I can live with the donuts. Yeah. I think um, to be honest, I think I'd be less irritated by the showstopper mm-hmm. if the ridiculousness of the technical hadn't happened.
0: Yeah, that has swung it the other way. If the technical was something like a Victoria sponge with no recipe, yeah, or. A Pavlov with no recipe, even if it was something we'd done in a previous round with no recipe, something like that, mm. we'd have been okay. But to have gone, right, you have to do not only a pitter plus dips, plus you have to do it in a completely different way that is, is actually very hard. For, for us to replicate this is going to be very hard for the viewer at home. Right. Uh, and I was sure there was a thing about making it more accessible this year and getting people baking J- again. Just
1: as you said about the mammals, but but yeah, like... No offence, but we'd be reported to council if we started making fires in our garden to bake our food (laughs) like cave people.
0: (laughs) So Uh. I I want to get this off my chest now, I think, because I want to be positive about the episode. I want to talk about how they took to the challenges. I think these challenges were a bad stroke Mm. and and should have been something different to really show the quality of the bakes they've done elsewhere. Uh, And I don't think they've achieved that. I think... The The landscape particularly has ended up just, well, we've got a bit of creme patissiere and a bit of a cake and a bit of a dip and a bit of a biscuit, and it's not one flourishing thing.
1: And also I think it's it's turning it also into more of an art competition.
0: Mm.
1: Now, and I know that you, your, your decoration skills are part of the home mm-hmm. baker's sort of set of yeah. weapons, but the... Creating a whole lamp—I don't, I don't know—it's just something different.
0: Design of a structure and and something along these lines is different than decorating cakes mm. and donuts and other baked things. Agree, I yeah. agree. So I've Meh. gotten that off my chest. Do you do you have other comments to say on the challenges themselves?
1: No, I, I think th- I I too I think I think that the technical has just irritated me completely. Yeah. But let's move beyond that. Yeah,
0: we'll come to that in a second. First off, iced donuts Two different types of iced donuts, Six of each, a ring and a filled donut. Three hours. Fine? Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, and I think they all did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, I think that they all would have been very good and, and very well done. I think all the flavours picked were very good. Yeah. And no one went for just a jam donut, which no. I thought was interesting. Mm. I, I wonder if there's a... If you go for a jam donut, it's got to be the most perfect jam donut you've ever made.
1: Also, yeah, because everyone has got a taste memory to compare it to.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: So, so actually, that yeah. that would have been a dangerous ploy.
0: What's your taste memory for a jam donut? What's your where do you go back to and like? Oh, that was the, the time I had a jam donut that was exceptional.
1: I don't know where it goes back to, but okay. I definitely, definitely, a good jam donut is a a thing of joy. Right. That's the only real type of donut that I like. I've not really been that on board with all of this obsession with Krispy Kreme that happened well, at work <laughs> over the years. But I think it's um, at the seaside in Filey. Okay. There yeah, was a yeah. donut shop in, in Filey town. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Nice. Especially yeah, especially if it's relatively freshly baked.
0: Mm.
1: Nice. How about you? Have you got jam donut memories?
0: Uh, two. There used to be a shop in Horsham called Rising Dough. Okay. Um, or Raising Dough. Rising Dough one or the other, um, that did just very nice donuts and cheese straws and things because of a bakery. Mm, yep. And I can remember going there with my mum on Saturdays and buying a, you know, a loaf of French bread and a loaf of normal bread and that kind of thing. But particularly, the thing that comes to mind for Jam Donuts is the South of England show in Ardingly, not okay. too far from here. Um, Rising Dough used to run a stall there where they made donuts and served them hot mm. and freshly done and freshly dipped mm. in sugar. And it was amazing. And they were small, so you could have several. That was pretty exceptional. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Sounds good. Um, I'm not sure what I have to say about the actual baking of this.
1: I well, I don't know about the actual baking, mm. um, because I'm never going to make them. Because quite frankly, I'm mm. not going to welcome that much hot oil into our kitchen. <laughs> G- given how clumsy I am, that is not going to happen. Time for an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder. What, I would an air fryer work for donuts. Maybe, hmm. Maybe. Santa, can I have an air fryer? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Um, I... no, yes, you can.
0: Ho oh, oh, ho oh. <laughs> Now I have an air fryer too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought, as ever, Kim Joy's decoration was exquisite. I yes. love the little bees yeah. and things like that.
0: I, yeah, I like the exquisiteness of her decoration <laughs> in terms of the the small details she put in. But I I think rubies, that sort of blue glaze she got on it. That's what would appeal to me. I mean, and I do like the Krispy Kreme more than you. I like donuts more than you. Uh, and that look of it is like, oh, yeah, that that looks scrummy.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's just different taste because mm. I looked at Ruby's and I was just like, oh, my fingers are going to get so sticky. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate having sticky fingers. True. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Uh, Rahul's, um, Rahul's buttercream on the donuts would not have done it for me.
0: You mean the donut wreath? <laughs> yes i love described. that <laughs> bless oh. <laughs> um yeah I, i'm not sure i have much comment to make on the, the baking of them the decisions to bake it because again it's not a technical that you can do much with they mm. they did different flavors to the dough but a doughnut dough is a fairly standard thing whereas again I, I would have understood if they'd gone for a bread challenge oh i'm back on the challenge thing aren't i yeah if they'd gone for a bread challenge that was make this type of loaf but you can do it wholemeal, you can do it rye you can do white you can do whatever you want to do
1: i i guess they thought well, we haven't done donuts before yeah. let's try it
0: but eh. well, i'm sure they have i'm sure they've done them in the previous se- Maybe. series but yeah
1: Maybe. um i would quite like to try rahul's mango filling that looked amazing oh, yeah. i love okay. mangoes okay but for me i'd be like oh maybe i'd put it inside some shoe 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 In, into a shoe <laughs> into your shoe <laughs> you <have No. laughs> shoes with you have <laughs> shoes. your special shoes with the mango yes
0: exactly well that that is one of the recipes they've put up yeah. so maybe I, I can imagine us using that filling for another thing I'm yes. sure there is something yes. else we could
1: do. I can't yeah. see me making donuts. Even even if Santa did bring me an air fryer, I'm not sure I could um, see me making donuts, but I can see me making the mango filling and piping it into some shoe. Hmm. Professor Rolls. Shoe.
0: Shoe. Shoe. <laughs> can I move on to the technical now? Yes. Six pitter made over a campfire with three different types of dip baba ganoush, salsa verde garlic, and salsa pepper.
1: Remove the campfire element from this, hmm. and actually what we have is a staple bread and three dips, all mm-hmm. of which I would like to know how to make, because yes. I can see me serving them when we have friends around.
0: I fully agree. I could see us both doing this. I'm tempted to get a hot stone, because actually they weren't baking over a fire. No. I, when they said fire, I was expecting this to be, again, a bread thing, but, but a, a twist bread. The sort of thing I used to do in the scouts over a campfire and make it and then bake it in that and then do something with it. But this is effectively a hot stone challenge rather than a fire challenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing is the burning of the vegetables and the
0: charcoal. Yes, that's still basically a hot stone.
1: Yeah. If it's not raining at the weekend, we we could pretend our gas barbecues are a fire. <laughs> put a <laughs> yeah, put a yeah. stone over the but top of the gas barbecue. We have been told
0: that having a hot stone in your oven for doing pizzas and things on is a very nice way of doing yeah. it. So let's I, do it. I might investigate in, investing in one of them. Yes. But if not, we'll just do this as an actual
1: we, we can pretend we're one of those posh Japanese restaurants and cook our posh steak on the hot stone yeah. on our wooden table, which yeah. will be ch- charred. <laughs> but yes, investigate away.
0: Yeah, I felt this was, this was very hard. Did not really test them particularly because it didn't come out well for any of them. Mm. I mean, the, the dips came out fine, but the dips are not complicated, from what I've seen, and things that should be very much in their warehouse. And I think it goes in line with comments we've made over recent weeks. The technical does not matter that much.
1: No, I mean they're all so even in the technical, mm. they may as well not bothered. Yeah, but yeah, I I also think, given them what a hot day it was, well, they were lucky that none of them collapsed with sunstroke.
0: Yeah, because we've had a couple of of late summer very hot days, yeah. haven't we? So,
1: I mean, this is me speaking as a very pasty well. northern <laughs> bird, but <laughs>
0: but yeah, like. That would have been pretty terrible to do. Yeah. And then, by and large, I don't think it made a difference, like we've seen in other weeks. Yeah. So. Mm. Which is a shame. I think it's a shame. Because I think it made a big difference early on in separating out people who actually had knowledge and skills and could cope with the pressure of not necessarily having all the things. By this point, it hasn't mattered, but I feel like it has mattered in previous series. So they've judged the challenge better to give them something to go oh, you know, we know this person's better at bread, so actually bread challenge leans more into them. Mm.
1: I, I, for me, I feel a technical should be something that tests skills that they could be expected to have. Mm. I don't think any of them could be expected to have no. the, the the skill to know what to hell to do with that blowing pipe thing they all seem to be playing yeah. around with and stuff.
0: Yeah, so. Mm. Kim Joy won. Well done, Kim Joy. Yeah, yeah, first technical win. <laughs> I thought she'd won a previous one. I thought it was yeah. one that she got surprised on. I'm just looking across the sheets. I can't see one, but... Oh. And then we come to the last one. A landscape dessert. Beautiful, gorgeous, sounds good, tastes good, feels good. All the senses have to be done, including the sixth sense. You need to have dead people on it.
1: <laughs> it, it did amuse me that we had um, the, 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 the mystical sixth sense element from Kim Joy and Ruby. hmm and Raoul made a rock garden. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah. And talking about the people going overseas and finding something and then bringing it back to their garden. He's made a garden that digs at colonialism. <laughs> I think I have extra respect for him for yeah. doing that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Basically. We saw what you did on the marsh. <laughs> um, I really shouldn't laugh about that, should I? But I do quite like him doing it. Yeah. Uh, I feel a bit bad for Kim Joy because I think hers was the most impressive. Because it was built on a cake and then had elements coming up from it afterwards. Whereas the other two went with, oh, well, I'll build up a cake and have that as a mountain or hills and then I'll have biscuit and soil for paths.
1: Mm. And, And I feel this is where... We've got the slight confusion over which is more important, mm. the design or the cake. Because mm. I think a lot of the t- like Kim Joy's design, mm-hmm. for me, yep. was the best. Yeah, and it was beautifully executed. But in getting that design, what she didn't do was have the mix of different cake flavors yeah. that that
0: our our champion did. Yeah. And and I think the comment they made is a very very fair comment to do a ginger sponge, and a ginger biscuit, is perhaps not the best tactic at this point. Yeah, I think.
1: I I, I guess she was perhaps just going for the ginger theme, thinking it might be jarring to have a different flavour biscuit. Yeah. and I can see that as well. Um,
0: and, and ginger is of course very good for building structures. Yeah. So perhaps if she'd gone for a different sponge, I think. I think perhaps actually that, yeah, the ginger biscuit would have been good because you can build well with it because you, you cook it to a very strong biscuit. Mm. Whereas shortbread is very likely to collapse. And yeah, yeah. But yeah, she built it on a gorgeous vanilla sponge, a yeah. cheesecake, a but, I mean, torta settavelli. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I, I guess looking at what Rahul did, the the need for all of your flavors to be directly complementary mm. was not necessarily the case. He no. had a chocolate cake, he had a lemon cake, mm. he had ginger
0: biscuits, uh, uh, orange buttercream, cardamom diplo- <laughs> uh, diplomas, and, and he had ginger biscuits yeah. in that. Yeah,
1: and, and and actually perhaps like given their reaction, perhaps the artistry meant that somehow all the tastes were complementary. Mm. But but. It wasn't. It wasn't thematic yeah. in terms of the flavors he was yeah.
0: using. I think in, in the the part of the brief that talked about it being a delight for all the senses meant partially exciting different flavors, so yeah. that the sharpness of the ginger, some mm. sort of sweetness in there as well, or something yeah. else. So,
1: and, and I guess here his his overachieving nature and doing millions of things more than mm. perhaps he needed to do mm. meant that he did bring the wow factor. Yeah.
0: And and they said his rough and ready look did work here because it was a landscape garden. So yeah, yeah. Um, so one of his his jars shattered. Oh goodness, that oh, we must should have... probably make a comment on it. Yeah,
1: that must have been a shock for him. Yeah, it? And that absolutely. was ch- shows you just how hot it was.
0: Mm. I, I wonder what was in it.
1: Was anything in it? You know, maybe it was just the air and the. And and the heat, because as you said, all of the other jars, they'd taken, they'd opened them up after that. Yeah. Because it didn't look like it was shattered with things, you know, it didn't look like anything else was shattered no. with it.
0: I'm just, I, I was, what was I thinking? I was wondering, is that, was there something in there? Was there a bicarb soda or something uh, that had maybe. reacted in the extreme heat? Maybe. And and given off a gas that actually expanded and had nowhere to go? Or, but Who But you knows? could also be right. It could have come from a very cold environment, gotten hot very quickly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mm.
1: but yes, I, I felt a bit bad for him at that point.
0: Yeah, as, as we have had in other weeks where people have cut themselves, things happen. It's exciting to see all the production team and other things going on. Yeah, it is really exciting to see it happening. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, definitely it's like, nice to see that actually there are about fifteen other people around the place. Yeah,
0: I would love to see some of this from the from the baker's perspective, effectively. Mm. <laughs>
1: so overall, do you think Rahul was the the right
0: choice? Yes, I think so. I will admit my heart was going for Kim Joy. Um, I think because of the beautiful design she did, and, and I think that set her a step above. I think she was as good as anyone else in terms of the flavors and the quality mm-hmm. of her baking, mm-hmm. but was better than anyone else on design. And yeah. and she did flavors and styles that we quite liked as well. Yeah. Um, but her choice in putting it together, I think, is what's allowed someone else to take it this week. Because up until her tasting, I thought she had it. Mm. Um, I Yes, I think Raoul is the correct person. I think this week he was the most consistent across all three. Yep. I think he has clearly actually dealt with that shattering better than perhaps they edited it to show us. Because mm. it didn't seem to... Maybe he ran out of time a bit more than necessary at the end, but he probably always was going to. And it still came together really well.
1: And and he did more Yeah. In that time, yeah. I think, than than than, you know, the, the the two cakes and the biscuits and whatever magic he was doing with his piping at the
0: end. Yes, yeah, I think it was just very, very stiff buttercream. So he yeah. was piping and lifting at the same time to yeah. grow it. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And and I think rubies a couple of rubies had melted or not done very well in the heat. Yeah. Which uh, you sympathise with, but they have made comments about you need to take that into account when you're baking. Yeah. If it's going to be that hot, you don't bake things. And...
1: And, and they are in a tent. Yeah. I mean, do you remember? Remember before our wedding, mm. it was hot in that tent, Absolutely. and the, you know, the florist and the cake lady were worried about the yeah. about the stuff. But I guess mm. it gets hot hot in tents. Absolutely. Especially when we you didn't got get married six... in the
0: tent, it was a marquee. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> <laughs> Glorified tent. It was a tent. We went camping and got married. Gretna Green, but we didn't even pay for the hotel. <laughs> um, but I think Rahul definitely this week was the most consistent, and I think over the series,
1: I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And and like whilst going into this week's episode, my heart was with Ruby because mm. she. I just love her attitude. Like I. I, I think you're right. You know, Ra- Rahul is a little cake genius. Yeah. And and certainly, I think this week's showstopper challenge, just just the quality and the quantity of what yeah. you produced, amazing.
0: I, I think everyone's attitude this week was superb. Yes. I think Kim Joy was just calm and just going in to do really well. Everyone was calm, but Kim Joy extra. She just got through, did the piece, did the piece, did the piece, and I'm finished. Yeah, done. I I've just kept my head down and gotten on with it. Ruby made so many comments about, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it, just going to keep doing it, just going to keep doing it, and, and got there. Mm. And we loved her post-it notes. Yeah, absolutely. That, oh, yeah, I, I really like seeing things like that. That kind of, I'm going to wish it into existence. Absolutely. And Raul, even after the first day where he thought he hadn't necessarily done as well, and I thought he hadn't necessarily done as well as Kim Joy, he was still just going to come back tomorrow and show how good I am. Yeah. And just going to keep working at it. Yeah, yeah. So I think everyone's attitude was really good by this final point. Mm, mm. I agree. Mm. I agree. So a good series. Yes. I I, I think the ending not as strong.
1: Yeah, I, I'd agree, and and I think just a plea if you're listening, production company, <laughs> please less gimmicks next season.
0: Yeah, um, and, and I think that's. A little bit hard for me because it's coupled with an opening episode that wasn't as good. I think opening with biscuits was not as good as opening with cake. I think it didn't work as as well and the challenges were not as good even at that end of the the series.
1: Yeah. But the bakers were amazing.
0: Absolutely. Prue, amazing. We do love Prue. I I like Paul. I like like Paul. I like the contrast he offers to Prue.
1: And, And I love Noel and Sandy. Yeah. So the show as a whole... Still one of my faves.
0: Yes, absolutely. The, the series was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed it. So technical challenges. Let's talk last week's. Uh, it ended up just me doing torta Settavelli. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank
1: you, Matthew. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Because <laughs> Catherine's a wuss. Um, and Mandy, it would have cost ridiculous amounts for her to have bought that much double cream and some of the ingredients she needed. So, yep. it ended up just me. So, let's hear how I did. Okay? Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't do an intro to this bit, do I? No. No. So,
1: we've got an awful lot of chocolate cake in our house.
0: A lot of chocolate cake.
1: Well, one was a happy baking experience. <laughs> one was um, a slightly more stressful baking experience.
0: This this might be the first time I fall asleep on a podcast. I'm so, so tired from I, baking. I,
1: I, th- I think I think my lovely Matthew has has been baking for probably in excess of seven. No, probably in excess of eleven hours this weekend.
0: Uh I did seven hours yesterday, and yeah, today is probably at least four. Mm.
1: So A lot what, of cake. So both both were Bake Off related. One we're going to foc- focus on more than the other. Yeah. Uh, do you want to to explain why we've got two
0: cakes? So, uh, well, one is the Torto Cetavelli. Torto Cetavelli.
1: Si. <laughs> Seven veils of hell for the unwary baker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, which was this week's technical. Yes. Which was the longest technical they'd ever done. Yes. Yep. Uh, and, and,
1: and I basically <laughs> owe you... A huge debt of gratitude <laughs> for for taking the hit for the worth the calories team, <laughs>
0: and and this isn't even one that we could split up. No, I, I mean maybe we could have because there were lots of components, but it was all sort of doing stuff at the same time mm. and then assembling them together. On I'm not sure I would have been so happy with like okay, my sponge and your bavoir and. and oh.
1: I think I was well out of the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, I just basically hid on the sofa for most of yesterday evening.
0: Um, and the other cake was... In well, you weren't here for most of yesterday. That's true. Um, Thank goodness. And the, the other cake is because we have a big birthday cake <laughs> coming up. Big birthday. And I'm using an old technical... Look. So when the last Celebrity Bake Off happened, one of the technical challenges was Devil's Food Cake. And you watched it going. Well, oh, that might be a nice birthday cake. Because normally <laughs> yeah. I do you a sort of um oil based uh very rich chocolate cake yep. with very rich buttercream with yep. very rich cherries on it. Yep, yep. But you wanted something slightly different for your birthday this year? hmm Um so we we I'm trying a, a derivation on that. I think. So, but Torto Settavelli.
1: Torta to Set of so, so talk me through the seven elements. That we had in your tort of, of Ellie. Okay. What did you do first? I'm,
0: well, I'm going to preface this, that there are 21 steps to making this thing, and mm-hmm. a huge list of ingredients. At almost every step, I made a mistake, or something happened that I wasn't sure of, or that didn't go as I expected it to. The entire thing of this bake, there were problems. Now, it started with the sponge. Okay. So so two layers of it, a sponge where you bake one sponge and you cut it in half. Right. Fine. And you kick off by sieving together the uh, flour and something else probably the raising rising agents. Um maybe even some cocoa or something. And then you heat like the butter and the sugar and then mix it all together, that kind of thing. I sieved the sugar into the flour mm-hmm. and the cocoa. As my very first step. I just assumed, oh, dry ingredients, let's sift them together. But no. So instantly I then had to throw out the first batch of flour and sugar and cocoa, because once you sift it together you can't unsiv it. Not not in the amount of time you had. Such as the heat death of the universe were all tending towards room temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Tom Stoppard. It's okay. not just me being <laughs> morbid, okay. Um And then start again, so uh, it the the sponge itself is not terrible. I think I, the sponge outcome was good. Yeah, of all of it, that might be the bit that came out best. Uh-huh. Um, it's very much a you whip up the eggs and then you fold all the dry ingredients into it um, and so on. Yeah, fine. So and and that went and
1: it's a Genoese sponge, isn't it? Did yes, I, yes,
0: yes, absolutely Genoese sponge. Sorry, because I've done two cakes and the day before I was making muffins as well. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of like everything's kind of merged into a <laughs> oh, <all> you. <laughs>
1: Do we need to give you a day off cake? <laughs> no, possibly so. <laughs> um,
0: so you make the sponge. Fine, it yeah. goes in the oven. And and the the other thing with this is it's a 25, 26 centimetre cake tin.
1: Which is quite big, right? I have
0: had to buy a new cake tin for this. I did not have one that big. So we now have a 10 and a 9 and several 8s and like a 6 and a 4.
1: Not a hardship to have more baking toys there. No,
0: and like at least they do... Stack nicely, like it doesn't uh, take up that much more space than a nine because the nine sit now sits in the ten, So, yeah, okay. yeah, but like the first thing was having to buy a new thing. So, this is a big cake in the first place. Yep, okay. Layer two well, and it's not technically a layer, it's a sugar syrup. Okay, so and the, the idea being you make sugar syrup, you put that on the sponge, and it keeps the sponge moist, adds sweetness to it. And in this case, you add some kirsch to it, okay, and uh, it gives it a, a slightly more alcoholic taste. Not kirsch. Hazelnut liqueur. Hazelnut liqueur. Yes. So I've had to buy a whole bottle of hazelnut liqueur for this. Which, but, which which sadly was not to your taste. Which is not to my taste. I'm sure it won't go to waste though, will it, Catherine?
1: I am seeing some <laughs> double cream in the fridge. I'm There's seeing a lot some, of double cream in the I'm over. seeing some coffee pods in the cupboard. I'm seeing some hazelnut liqueur.
0: Ready to give you a hip flask. Creamy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I I shall contemplate. Although I might have one now just to digest all the lovely yeah, lovely yeah. cake in my stomach. Um, <laughs> so so the sugar syrup, you had to pour that over the cake.
0: You brush it into the cake. Okay, but it's it's boiling sugar until it hits a certain temperature, and then you can take it off.
1: Yeah,
0: and, and I did it, and the sugar crystallized almost instantly, and right. it becomes you know when you leave. Honey too long mm. that's honey crystallising. So it's yeah. got that sort of thing going on with it. So I was like, Well that's not okay, gonna I'm brush gonna it, again. so, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna do it again. And and second time it came out really nicely. So what really what, what did
1: you do differently between the two?
0: I put the lid on the pan. So there's a whole thing of the sugar as it cooks obviously bubbles and goes onto the side of the pan without water, which causes the sugar to crystallise and if that gets back in, it starts a crystallising event almost. Okay. So it can cause other sugar. Once one bit is crystallized, other bits of sugar around it crystallize and it just, the whole thing goes. Right. So by putting the lid on, the steam off the water cooking rolls back down the side and reincorporates any sugar that's gone on the side. So
1: you put the lid on the one that went wrong. Yeah. And then the one that didn't go wrong, you didn't have the lid on. Absolutely. And and I
0: also tried brushing some water on the side as it went, but the lid seemed to be a better way of doing it. You know, we have seen them on the bake-off brushing the side to stop crystallization. Yeah. But I think it is just uh, getting used to it and dealing with it. Right. Yeah. So, second time, that was fine. And, and brushing it on was okay. I think the sponge was a little too delicate to be brushed that way. But also, because it was being frozen, I can understand what to get m- more moisture in there. Yeah. otherwise the cake would go a bit weird.
1: Yeah. So we've now got a a cake drenched in sugar syrup. Yes. What happens well, next? Well, you
0: assemble it all at the end. Right, but, okay. but effectively, right. yeah. If we we're imagining assembling it, the next yeah. bit is um, you make praline. So you toast some hazelnuts. You toast mm. a lot of hazelnuts, two bags worth of hazelnuts. You cook some sugar again yeah. until it hits a certain temperature. You take it out. You pour it over the hazelnuts. Uh huh. And eventually that cools down into praline brittle. Yep. Um, w- which was.
1: Delicious.
0: Very tasty. Which you then grind up in a processor. Yep. Add some hazelnut oil to Uh it, so you've got (laughs) hazelnuts in sugar with hazelnut oil and a sugar syrup that's got hazelnut liqueur in it. Like, there's a lot of hazelnut going on with this thing. There is. Um, That went wrong the first time, right? Because the sugar crystallized. Oh dear. Um, So I had to then go out and buy more hazelnuts. Because you don't buy more hazelnuts than you need. That's a lot no. of hazelnuts. So I had to go and buy some hazelnuts um, and more sugar. <laughs> um, and do it again. It crystallized a little the second time. Mm. Every time we've seen them do it on Bake Off, it comes out as this nice sort of goldeny caramel sugar. I did not get that. So I don't right. know if either I'm supposed to have used golden caster sugar or, or dark sugar. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a light or dark sugar, but not white caster sugar. Or I hadn't cooked it for long enough. But definitely the sugar thermometer said it was at the right temperature, Yeah. so who knows. Put it through the processor, added oil to it, came out, and and actually that bit of the brittle came out fine. Mm -hmm. You then make the hazelnut Yep. the cream, which is uh, milk and cream and some of this praline paste that you've made. Okay. So two-thirds, three-quarters of the praline paste, something like that. Melted down all into one, so I think that's that might be the nice uh, marble picture that I took from the baking yesterday. Yep. You then pour that over... I'm having to consult the recipe because it is so extensive. You pour that over caster sugar and eggs that you've whipped together. Yep. And return it to the pan and remove from the heat. You then put gelatin in it that you've softened.
1: Uh-huh. Leaves and- this time rather than powder.
0: Absolutely. And then you cool to room temperature. Right. And it forms like a custard. Now, I did that, and it did not seem as thick as I expected it to be. No, I remember It was around
1: this point that I came home, wasn't it?
0: So I cooked it again, because I felt like I'd maybe taken it off the heat too quickly to thicken it up.
1: And it did thicken up. And it
0: did thicken up, absolutely. It became a sort of jelly gel type thing. Yeah, like
1: a a, a thick blancmange. Yeah,
0: it's got gelatin in it, so fine. Yes. Well, it turns out I'd missed a step. Oh. Part of the instruction... And and this is because this one step had three bits of the instructions in it, is to whip some of the double cream and then fold that in. Yeah. And that would have thickened it to exactly the right consistency. Mm. So, on assembling it, I realised this after, because you do two layers of the hazelnut bavoie, so when I was assembling it, I realised after the first layer, like, I've done something wrong here, consulted it, and then inserted more double cream into the second one, which is why we got double cream left, because I didn't use all the double cream, because
1: anyway... There was a lot of cursing at this point. There, I remember this well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and again, once you've put it on the cake, you can't take it off the no, cake. No, indeed. no, indeed. So after that, you make what's called the praline layer. The praline layer, which is the praline paste that you've made. Yep. Combined with chocolate, melted chocolate mm-hmm. and melted butter. Yep. And foie what as in you... as in Milfoy. Yeah. Foyotine. Which is I don't know what it is, I probably should have looked it up. It's effectively very rich cornflakes.
1: Yeah, it's like someone made sort of like a some very flaky biscuits and yeah. then bashed them up.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's a biscuit version of breadcrumbs.
0: Yes. Now what I did wrong here was I didn't buy any foyatine. Oops. When I was placing the order and I was going through the list of ingredients, I was adding the cardo basket, I did not add 418 to the basket.
1: Because who the hell's ever heard of it? For
0: reasons. So I went to Sainsbury's yeah. and Sainsbury's don't stock it. And I went to Waitrose and Waitrose do stock it, but we couldn't find it. Until, just as I'm about to give up, I realised there is a, a hidden space for it on the shelf and it's at the back of the shelf behind other ingredients.
1: Secret foyer. So it's me.
0: Uh, on a shelf in Waitrose, reaching through to, you know, Narnia Ooh. to pull this for <laughs> your team back. <laughs> was it worth it? Uh, I think they said on the show, once you add the chocolate and butter to it, it is effectively very rich, very expensive cornflake cake. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, the mistake I, I then made in the assembly of the, the praline layer was... You had to add forty grams of foyer mm-hmm. teen. comes in 30 gram jars, so I measured out ten grams. Yep. I only added the ten grams from one. Oh, I forgot perfect. the other thirty. So I did You were add.
1: just a bit befuddled just, by this Nothing point, went you?
0: right for whatever reason. So so I kept thinking this is this is thinner than I expected it to be fine. And then suddenly I saw this jar of foyer that I hadn't opened, went Oh yeah, so I I was able to add it and that was fine. So I, that was a mistake I recovered from mm. without waste. That was okay.
1: And I will say one of my favorite elements when eating the thing mm. is is actually the crunch of the of the praline layer. Okay, I really like it.
0: Okay, then you start assembling it. Mm-hmm. So you do you wrap it in an acetate collar yep. and you do sponge and you do sugar syrup and you do praline layer. You do the bavoir and then you chill it. Yep. And then you do sponge, and you do sugar syrup, and you do more bavoir, and then you freeze it. Yep. And then you make your mousse. Uh-huh. So I'm not what, at the point you're assembling this cake. <laughs> he calls it generously, <laughs> building this whatever this thing is going to be. You're not actually done cooking, so you then make the mousse, which was a slightly different way of making mousse than I've mm. done elsewhere. But that actually, to be fair, came together all right. Yeah.
1: I feel I've had more egg. In chocolate mousse, says that I've made yeah, before. Yeah, I, I think
0: that's what the way I've done it is, particularly, I think maybe egg whites and folded it in. I feel like we folded in chocolate to that, but who knows? Yes. So you make your mousse, you then put the mousse over the top and sides and freeze it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, or you take the acetate collar off, the, off at this point, and I enjoyed working with the acetate collar. Mm. It gave such a sharp edge to it, and where you've put the bavoir in, that I'm going, I can definitely see a use for this elsewhere we found with the other cake, yeah. it's actually going to be very useful for decorating the other cake.
1: Yeah, I so. can see you using it. And, and you like clean lines.
0: Yeah. And and I like it because you're not then shoving it in and some of it's coming out and you're leaving gaps or something like that. You know it's a definite thing, so now I can build on the top of that. So, yeah, yeah I, I can appreciate that. It made the adding of the mousse a little bit easier. Yeah. Fine. Um, And then you make the mirror glaze, which is water and cream, and cocoa powder, and sugar, with gelatin added to it, poured over the top.
1: Do you know, I'm really surprised to hear that there was cream in there. Yeah. Because cause to me, there's nothing about it looked creamy.
0: Yeah. Now, I followed the recipe exactly. Yeah. And it came out exactly what they said about brineys on the show.
1: And it wasn't just briny, was it? It was Rahul, Rahul as well who well. yeah. struggled. I think it, there was only Ruby that did it properly.
0: Yeah. So I think maybe too much gelatin, but I followed exactly what, the, you know. So whether I didn't stir it in properly, whether I didn't get hot enough hot enough, or something, something happened there. So it's, it went on and it thickened and hardened really quickly and became, it wasn't inedible, but it was very chewy and rubbery.
1: It, yeah, I mean it tasted better without yeah. the glaze to, on.
0: To the extent we've been able to peel it off the mousse as yeah. a whole thing and just chuck it away. Yeah. So
1: yeah, we didn't we, yeah, the glaze yeah. has not been the best part. I
0: I'm I think I'm surprised at the gelatin in it. I wouldn't have minded had it been you make a very thick sort of creamy torque covering and then pour it over and leave it to set. Yeah. Having gelatin almost feels like you're trying too hard to set it quickly under the time constraints.
1: I, th- I, th- I wonder if that's the shine aspect. Does the gelatin add the shine aspect?
0: I, I think it was shiny before that. Yeah. In the in the thing. Because part part of this one, he checks. Yeah, part of this one is about getting it to a very precise temperature. Right. Which I think is is aimed towards getting you that shine. Which, yeah. like, the the mirror bit of it came out fine. I was quite pleased mm. by how shiny it was. But, uh. And then we assembled it. And then we ate it. And it's very rich <laughs> and creamy.
1: We're probably not going to eat it all. And we're are not we? going to
0: eat all of this one because it's a huge
1: cake. It, it really it's is ten inches. It really it's is massive. And and it's fresh cream. So yes. quite frankly, what's not eaten by the end of tomorrow?
0: Probably. Yeah. It needs to go
1: into bed. Mm. And, and 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 I'm so full of chocolate cake. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the construction of this was annoying. Like I think the whole thing was about twelve hours, but that does include like an hour where we ate and watching TV. It includes two and a half hours of recording a podcast about the prisoner. Uh, some others popping out to the shop doing things like that so it took a day to do they had three and a half hours to do it on the tv
1: how they managed is beyond me
0: yeah i think i could see doing that because i was obviously stopping in between and checking and rechecking and so on but yeah that was a that was a tough one that was really i think because i wasn't quite ready for it i perhaps started too early or didn't quite get myself in the right headspace mm. to wait right, let's not go down and do this because i was making mistakes because i was having to do things again and there's bits in here that i enjoyed doing like i enjoyed trying praline and sugar syrups. i've not done them before mm. i was looking forward to trying them and i could see a place for them but i'm also worried that i'm going to lose the knowledge i gained from doing this because because it's not something that i've done or i see in recipes so
1: i suspect should it come to you needing to do them again mm. having done them once in the past will help you the second time even if you don't remember mm. how to do them straight off yeah i don't think you'll be making that cake again no 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 no, no,
0: no. <laughs> torta unovelli <Valley>. yes. <laughs> the, the sponge yeah una volta
1: <laughs> <laughs> one time only yeah. yeah so
0: yeah so you mentioned the, the tasting of it and liking the praline layer yep I, I find having such a crunchy layer in the middle a little strange. I, I could stand it and understand it if it was top or bottom, but just having this very definite layer in the middle—it's like, okay, that's really crunchy. That's a bit weird.
1: You see, I liked it as a contrast, and mm. if anything, I'd have actually had two layers of it okay. happily above each layer of sponge, mm. because otherwise, I found the um, I found the bavoir covered by the mousse. A bit hay creamy on top of creamy, yeah, and just overwhelmed by creamy, yeah. And I didn't think that the sponge was—I mean, it was a good sponge, but I didn't think the sponge on its own was enough to stand up to the fact that it was just like moosy, moosy creaminess. Yeah, absolutely, I'd have happily had more crunch layered throughout it. Okay, but maybe that's just my taste. I mean, I'd—I'd I'd actually just prefer a, a sponge with some. Buttercream or ganache on it. Well, yeah, that
0: is <laughs> <I> flavor <laughs> again. I, I I think perhaps if it wasn't the seven layers, if it didn't try to double down on the Bavoir and the sponge, yeah, if it was sponge with the sugar syrup, the praline layer, some Bavoir, and maybe even the mousse and the mirror glaze, it would be fine. But because you're doing this double Bavoir sponge thing, yeah, it just adds a lot of complexity, and and and. It, I was quite pleased with how the layers came out. Like when we actually cut it, it looked good inside.
1: Oh, it really did? Yeah. Really nice defined layers. Mm. So yeah. that I was pleased with. Mm. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: I suspect for me, Go even if you'd got the glaze done perfectly, mm. I'd have probably still peeled it off. Okay. I've, I've been known to take the shiny, rubbery bit off French tarts in the past, Wait. like with the you know, the patisserie, fruity okay. tarts. Yeah, Just yeah. don't like it.
0: See, I don't think it should have been as rubbery. That's part of the problem, and perhaps mm. I let it cool down too much as well before pouring it. Mm. Um, but it, you could definitely see because the, the cake had just come out of the freezer. You could definitely see some of the mousse melting into it, which I think we saw with Kim Joy's. Yes, we did. So, yes, yes, yeah. I'm oh. pleased I've done it because that was that was definitely technical skills that I might use elsewhere. Mm. But oh, that was a lot of baking.
1: I feel you feel about it the way I feel about my half marathon. Right. It really, really wasn't that fun by the end. Yeah, but I feel like I've achieved by having completed it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and because I want to keep up, having done them, you know, I do want to return and do them all. Yeah, to to know that I've done the whole se- seasons worth series worth. So yeah. Mm.
1: But yes, don't, we don't recommend that you Try this at home. No, this <laughs> it's was, probably this was a tough one.
0: and certainly not compared to today's. That was. A lo- I, and this was from a celebrity one so it was a much easier technical challenge but it was stuff more in my wheelhouse the sort of thing i've done yeah. in 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 different versions elsewhere and i was making up a bit of it myself to make changes to it so you know we wanted to incorporate a cherry flavor so i was doing a bit more of that and yeah. and, and i can also feel that some of the stuff i've done this see the series of the bake-off and doing this podcast I, I'm a little bit more capable at some of it and going, oh, actually, if I used acetate here, that would be a nice way of doing this. And yeah. so.
1: Yeah, it's mm. good. I think it shows the technical challenges have been stretching us. Mm. We just don't necessarily need to do them again. Yeah. Yeah. Basically.
0: Okay. So be. we have a lot of cake in the fridge. So if in the next couple of days you know us, <laughs> do <laughs> say and feel free to have some cake. Yes. <laughs> So I think it's a good job that there's now two days until the episode and until we have to even think about baking again because I'm going to go and uh, have a well-earned baker's sleep. Does a baker's sleep 13 hours?
1: <laughs> that would be nice. Something like that. That would be nice. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what time my first conference call is tomorrow. But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: And clearly, as you heard, I did wonderfully well. It was great. I loved that cake. Mm. we're going to
1: have one every every weekend now
0: every week, fourteen veils next week.
1: Oh God, I actually feel <laughs> slightly nauseous at the thought.
0: <laughs> so next time, pizza breads on a campfire how about How about not yeah, oh, it is bonfire night this weekend though. <laughs> Can we tie the two together?
1: Do you think Sarah and Juan would like us setting the lights or something alight at their wedding yeah. on Saturday? We'll come
0: along with some dough. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have a look at hot stones. Yeah, because I think do, do. that might be the way to go. But if not, I think we we do the recipe and just cook it in an oven. Fine,
1: absolutely. Yeah,
0: I like you. I'm interested to do. Pizza of bread, so I think we're both going to do that. I think probably only one of us doing the dips, so maybe we split the dips between us.
1: Yes, because actually I'm quite keen on trying all of the dips. I like a nice dip.
0: Okay. So. But I don't think we need to make two no, batches No, 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 absolutely, yeah, absolutely. just to be clear. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm interested to at least try one, try yes. making one, um, if you want to make two. Because I made the tortoise set of Ellie, so...
1: Honey, I will so make can whatever off you like.
0: One layer. <laughs> <laughs> I've got six in reserve. Cats have nine lives. Matthew has seven bakes. <laughs> um, yeah, and we will see how that that goes. I think this has been. This is obviously going to be us wrapping up for how the bake off goes. Yep, we'll come back and talk about the technical challenge. Yep, I'm going to try and do some special stuff during the close season as well. Let's see if we can do a few more episodes. So make sure you stay subscribed. Yeah. Uh, because we will try to release a few special episodes over the coming weeks and months and year. Guys, this me, Matthew, going to make me cake. I'm going to make you cake. I, I do have another cake to make you for your birthday. So that's coming up. Um... If you have enjoyed, we do other podcasts, so do look us up, eloquentgushing.com. You can find all the other shows that we do on the network. Um, And if you really, really liked us, you can support us on Patreon, where you can give anything from $1 a month to help support the network and develop other shows. You can find details on patreon.com slash eloquentgushing. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We will be back next week to talk a technical challenge and probably no baking, no baking show. Until then suitable baking departure greeting (laughs) until then (laughs) pretend we've put a joke in here